Apurva, thank you. Uh, Apurva, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, uh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. I'm so sorry. So, um, your, uh, I'm going to start with your, uh, so if I'm not wrong, your, your dad played for the Indian national, national men's team for India, right? Yes. Right. Um, I don't, I, I don't want to dwell too much on this, but, uh, and, you know, we'll try moving on faster than, faster. Uh, so maybe can you talk a little bit about your experience growing up, um, in the sense that, um, your interest in taking up basketball, uh, obviously there was a large influence, um, when your family is already, you know, um, uh, playing for nationals, etc. So how did that, uh, influence you? Uh, did you feel pressured? Uh, not pressure. I mean, did you feel any kind of pressure uh, to maybe excel, to even take up that sport and, you know, maybe excel at it? Uh, can you talk a little bit to about be, that? To be honest, uh, no, there was no influence. One, I had no idea that my parents, like even my mom played basketball. She played for the Indian Railways team. Um, I did not have uh, any pressure on me because I had no idea that they played like in that level because I was too young to understand what it was. So I started being very active when I was young. Uh, so in my school, I kind of like was the athlete to be, um, you know, I was always into track and field. So I had like, when you have all these school sport meet, I end up getting uh, the, you know, the overall championship, all of that. So uh, I think later down the lane, when I was in sixth and seventh grade, uh, I was just randomly looking at, at a basketball game. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I like the sport. It had everything in it. You should run, you should jump, you should like, you know, it had everything that I did outside basketball that I was used to. So I just randomly took it up. And then later I knew that my parents were in it. So I did get the guidance after I got into the sport myself. So there was no external pressure because I clearly didn't understand what it was because I was young. I'm surprised you took up the sport very late. I mean, six, you said six, seven, that's six, I mean, sixth I, grade. Yes. Right. I don't know. I think looking back, I think, I don't know if that's, I think it, for now, I think it's a little late, no? Sixth, I think people generally start a little Yes, early. it is late. It is late. It is very late. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, you also spoke about how you were, uh, you know, you were doing very well in track and field. Did you ever, before, you know, you discovered basketball and the love for basketball, did you um, have other plans as well? Maybe, you know, um, before that, you know, before uh, even going to sports, um, did you have other plans of, uh, did you see yourself always as a sports person or you had other plans as well, maybe engineering or medical or software engineering? I was in the sixth grade, man. So technically, uh, I was too young. So you know how when you're in school, your teachers call you out and they'd be like, what do you want to become? So it just kept going like, you know, from the first bench, everyone was like doctor and engineer and teacher. And I was like, oh, maybe I should pick something <laughs> under that note so I ended up saying doctor but I was clearly an average student so I didn't again realize that you need to be really good uh, at academically to become a doctor but uh, after an age of understanding a lot more around me uh, I wanted to become a dancer I want to say but I was not very certain of what I really wanted to become till I want to say the age of 14 15 but then once i started playing basketball i just knew that i need to do something that, that is related to sport one because i was good at it and two 
also because uh, you know it just felt very good being a sportsman like you know in school you get the attention and you like you know you you are known and all of that added a lot more into what i am today right but uh, yeah before i get to that i just want to clear up one more thing is um uh, you you said you were good at other sports i mean so generally at least the way i look at it uh, if a person is good in one sports i mean if he if a person is yeah if he, if somebody is good at a sport uh, there is a good chance that you know if they pick another sport uh, there is a good probability that you know they might uh, excel in the other sport as well um, so did you uh, you also spoke about how you did perform really well in track and field as well so did you have that uh, you know mm-hmm. did you face a struggle where you know you ha- you you had multiple options but not really sure where to go or, did, or were you always certain that you know basketball I did so was... for the longest when i was in school i wanted to like uh, be uh, probably a lot more inclined towards track and field because uh, i think i represented the state you know how they have interstate and interschool district and like and you know, all of right, that right, when right. you yeah so i always end up in the zonals i like uh, go for the interschool state meet and this was with track and field like you know i love sprints i ha- i was really good at long jump and high jump so while i picked up the sport in 6th grade i was still doing track and field till like 10th or 12th grade so i um i was doing both uh of it like i i was representing my school basketball team and also still an active uh, part of uh, track and field uh, from the school too so i think i want to say i picked up the sport to be my main sport after my 11th grade i was like you know what i i really want to become and a uh, basketball player like you know i want to become an athlete i was an athlete i mean uh, but then i made sure that i had a proper what do i say i i narrowed it down to become a baller later right does it have anything to do with i think basketball is even i think is a bit uh, i don't know high fi or popular than you know i think yeah athletics is. i think does it have something to do i don't know it, it didn't it just had a very uh, it had a swag to it one and right, two right, like right, you know yeah. Uh, yeah exactly one was that and also two i thought i'd be very good in an individual sport but later i i really liked team sport it, it had a lot more different things that i enjoyed that i did not enjoy much doing it, an individual sport like you know track and field was just you on the field but with basketball that's not the case you have like 12 people around you and there's a lot more fun aspect surrounded to it so like i said i took it up because there were external factors to it right because i i mean i remember all all my all the cool kids in my class not all at least uh, some of them you know taking up basketball and skipping all the classes yeah <laughs> yeah but anyways um looking back from 2021 obviously you made uh, you made it to the indian women's national basketball team i think in 2010 um i'm wondering at what point in time i mean so we are talking about you know how you're playing in 11th you took up basketball but there's a huge leap mm-hmm. between between playing a sport at a school college level even no matter how i mean no matter how good you are there's a, i think there's a huge difference between playing a sport at that level and then taking the leap to saying you know i'll play nationals um yes so maybe you can talk a little bit about i mean so how did you when did you decide that you wanted to take that leap and uh, yeah So like I said uh, you know how we 
like now we are a lot more aware about short term goals and long term goals but back then i think my goal was not like you know on a very big note like you know when i started playing i was like i need to get into my school team like you know i need to like do this and then like from there i was like i need to get into my state team so i represented the chennai team when i was 14 and then i was like okay now i need to represent the tamil nadu team get into nationals once i did like i played for the under 13 and under 16 and under 18 the youth team and it was just climbing up the ladder and i didn't know i was climbing up, up the ladder while i was doing it and uh, again when when it became of an age of reasoning i kind of like understood okay this is where i'm going towards and this is where i want to go and this is the step to go there like you know i understood what it was while i was doing it and i understood more while it was still a process to get there so it just you will know where you want to go when you are part of the journey like you know you will know okay this is going to go like i knew the destination but the journey just kept taking me to there to that destination right right um i'm a little curious so um so you were i think in your early 20s when you made it to the team right if i'm not wrong yes right um so at that point in time i mean so you ha- you had not considered any alternative um you know so um before that um, i'm curious as to how what did you do your undergraduation in like did you do engineering i did uh, my undergrad in journalism and mass communication it i did it in srm so i was one of the like you know really good athlete in the state so srm gave me a full scholarship to do um, you know the undergrad there while represent the srm team so that's how it started like again uh, i did represent the state when i was like 16 years old so i was the one one of the youngest kid to represent the senior national state state team so that was a huge deal when i once i did that this college there are a couple of colleges who like uh, wanted me in the team so there was jpr there was like you know mu- multiple other uh, colleges that gave me a scholarship but then i picked srm because um i really didn't want to do engineering because like i said i was an average student so i picked up journalism not just because uh it was an easy course but also i like the aspect about being a journalist too like you know i wanted to be on the field more so i picked journalism that was my undergrad yeah right so uh at 16 which is i think in your 10th grade uh, you were playing um you were playing for the state and then while mm-hmm. you were in srm um i mean you're obviously playing for your college but were you also uh, i mean my knowledge in uh, you know i apologize my knowledge in uh, the way the system works when you play nationals is not very uh, not very good so maybe you'll have to correct me so were you playing for the uh, i don't know the na- the national team while you were in srm or was it post that uh are you talking about the indian national team uh, yeah indian national team No, I got into the Indian national team after I finished. I mean, towards the end, my last year. So you know how when you like you don't get into the Indian team right after you make it into the team itself. Like you know, we have twenty two probables like to get into the Indian team. So you consider yourself that you're part of the Indian team when you get into the probables. So I got into the probables 
of making it to the team, I want to say, in my second year of college. And then, like, I kept attending camps. And I would, like, it's always, like, you know, I would get closer to getting into the team. And then they will drop me saying that, oh, there are some, someone, someone's better. Or they will pick someone else because my skill level was not up to the mark right then. So every time they drop me off the team, I would go back and work on my skill and work on what need to be like you know worked on and come back and then later I got into the team in my I, I want to say right after I finished my uh, undergrad right right um so I mean then you obviously go on to play for the national teams for a uh, national team um for five years um yes on a broad stroke uh I mean if I was speaking about I mean um uh, how was that um I mean so basketball is not uh you know, not only basketball, I don't think any sport, uh, because due to cricket, due to the popularity of cricket, I don't think any sport is as mm-hmm. uh, popular in India as cricket. Um, so what does it mean uh, to play uh, for the Indian women national basketball team? Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So see how you say that it is not as popular, but that doesn't mean that we did not have like a lot of people playing it. We definitely did. Like Chennai would have at least right now, back when I used to play, would have at least 150 clubs. So the school teams will be like more than 100 teams. So every team will have 12 players. So 100 team is like, I can like amplify this over and over again. Like every every district will have 100 teams. And then then we'll pick out of those 100 teams, how, uh, we'll have like, you know, we'll have to pick a state team, which will like, you know, have, all the district teams combined together will will pick one best kid from each district and then that kid would like represent the state team combined together so even though it was not a popular sport we still had a lot of competition because the uh, num it was a it it being a team sport we had a lot of kids in it we had a lot of people playing the sport it it was still popular for some reason i think being in the field i can definitely say it is it was popular but uh, not as popular as cricket because they wouldn't telecast our games. They, but we had a lot of local crowd coming and watching. We'd have like, um, like the the bleachers would be filled with people. Like it's more of a live crowd rather than it being like you know telecasted on on TV for it to be popular in, on and on that note. But it always had a lot of fans for it in India, and it always had a lot of like people playing the sport. So it was. Not like we didn't have competition and like, you know, just like it, it it was not popular. It was popular, but not in a way that it, it is meant to be popular. Right. I mean, obviously, I mean, um, I think it's nowhere close to how how huge uh, basketball is in the US. Anyways, we'll come to come to how huge it is. Anyways, um, before, yes. uh, so um, I'm curious as to uh, so once you made it to the national team, um how did your p- personal life change i mean by the, i mean um yeah generally maybe you can talk a little bit about how you did your personal life change a lot uh because once you made it, it yes it did so sorry uh sorry i just said something before you finished no, no, go, go for it go for it please go for it yeah so personal life would definitely change man like you know um basketball getting better at anything would require a lot more personal time of your daily life so it, it it depends your priorities will change 
what you need in life will change so based on your priorities your actions and your commitments will change so i have missed a lot of things in life like when i say that i mean like there were i think 8 years straight i was not home for the new years i was not home for diwali i was like you know i was mia most of the time in my college like i would have friends who would be like hey i'm we planning to go like you know do this store and we're going to planning to do this birthday party for this uh, this kid so and i'm always like oh i don't think i can make it i have practice i don't think i can like go for this uh, this uh, event because i have practice so my personal life definitely i had to make a choice every day on what i really wanted to do um saying that they would like in they'll be like today let's bunk like college and go to a movie and i'm like oh i don't think i can do that because i have practice right after college so i don't think uh, so i had to evaluate and i had to make a lot more uh, sacrifices and a lot more prior i had to prioritize everything around what i really wanted to do and it 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 might be small at the moment but later it paid off really well so like you know um not only that but again um sleep is very important and nutrition is very important i think coming out of a basketball family uh my dad and mom always took a lot of uh, care of my nutrition so i ate in a different way i had i slept in a different way i had to manage my personal life in a different way but um, i also would want to say i had a good balance of everything i had a lot of fun growing up I, it's not like i missed out on everything but it was not as normal as everyone else's so like i said at a young age i just needed to prioritize what i really wanted and uh, give time and commitment towards my priorities so yeah it was fun though right 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 uh, i want to talk a little bit about fame um uh i mean art uh sorry sportsmen sportsmen slash sports women um at at a national level is obviously uh you've reached there by beating out uh rest of the one point whatever it is a billion people yeah uh, you, you've made it to the team um and i think you made the team in 2010 uh you know facebook uh facebook was kind of huge Facebook was I think huge at 2010. Obviously yes, not as huge as, as it is today, but it was it was something in 2010. It was not uh, it was not very uh, it was not nothing like it was in 2007 2008. Um Instagram would launch uh, in your while you were playing um while you were playing for the team and I think Twitter was also pretty active. Uh, how did you have any um I don't know interaction with fame at that point in time? or um... I did I actually did so I think I was in Facebook since I think I created my account in 2007 and I've been an active like I've been very active on social medias and then that I think that is my biggest like uh, interaction with everyone around me and like you know people recognize me on social media I got into Instagram in 2010 and um, I think my first couple of posts were like when I was in Thailand I played like you know I was representing the indie team so it was a huge source like where like you know uh, like you said cricket being a big sport and it being um, like you know boosted up in in the media in the television media i think all these sm- i i don't want to say small sport all the other sport grab attention elsewhere like we had media coverage we had uh, we didn't have media coverage but social media definitely played a 
a huge role in like you know just bringing out who i was and i was very active on uh, on social media I, i used to post every step of what i was doing up on facebook i was like hey guys going to kaimadur to play this game and like you know um i met this i met punjab playing for the, my college team and and i was always very active on social media and that brought in a lot more people like you know i was in, i was able to interact to a lot more different um range of people uh, than i could ever do so it did play a huge role and um yeah i think it's been a journey and when i pull back my pictures from 2000 like 10 i still have all of that on facebook and instagram and it's like uh, reliving my memories too right yeah uh, yeah i think yeah you were yeah you were in your early 20s i must it must be something to really go back and watch the pictures um yes absolutely yeah yeah uh so moving on uh so you retired if i'm not wrong please stop me if i'm wrong sometimes my research is a bit off so uh so you retired in 2015 um 16 i'm 26 oh my god okay, okay you're fine uh, don't worry about it it's okay All right, I'm so sorry. All right, so you retired in 2016. Uh, you know, I blame the Wikipedia page. So I I got this off Wikipedia. So I I think it needs a minor correction there. Um. All right. So you retired in 2016. I think Wikipedia page says that I've uh retired in 2015, but I did come back and play a 2016 national. So like it, I think it shows only the Indian team up there. So I did play after two because I moved to the US in 2017. So I did not like stop playing till I moved here. So um till 2016 I think I represented the national nationals and we won the gold medal in 2016. Yeah. So yeah, 2016 was like my last year. Oh, uh, congrats on the gold medal. Uh but anyways, Thank you. um moving on from the from from these uh, issues. Um so uh, I'm a little curious as to uh, why you chose to retire at that point in time. Uh if there is a reason or there was uh, so like i said like short term goals and long term goals my long term goal when i was 16 was to break into the indian national team so once i did that and i kept getting better at what i was doing even after getting into the indian team i was like no i need to like get better at this and that so after 2016 i was like what i just questioned myself i'm like okay your goal this was your goal and you got to it what's next what do you want to do next and then like you know i always wanted to become a coach while i was still an athlete and uh, i didn't want to um learn or i didn't want to do it in the place that i learned to be an athlete so i moved to a different country to learn coaching from the scratch so that was my biggest motivation to actually stop playing and also because i started playing probably way too young i think Uh, getting into your state team when you were 16 was really really young and 10 years of basketball was 10 years of basketball i'm talking about like in a in a year i would play close to 200 or 300 tournaments in each tournament we get to play at least 5 to 7 games so that's so much basketball so i i think i had a very very good share of like my playing career and then i i understood that i need to like become a young coach because i you know i wanted to become a coach where i would be able to teach kids in a very different way not just tell them what to do but also show them what to do so i think i'll be able to do justice to it when i'm younger so my coaching style style was more tell show and do so i'll tell them what to do and then i'll physically show them how it it works and then i'll let them do it so to 
to do that i i wanted to i should be young and still mobile and i have to move around in a, in a very elite way so i i picked you know coaching at a young age and uh, this was my biggest reason behind it right um before before you moved to the i mean before you moved to the us um or at least you started taking trips to the us um to do volunteer experience i mean volunteer coaching um mm-hmm. you were you were working uh, in the i mean soon after soon after your soon after you retired uh, you were offered a job uh, at railways if i'm not wrong no no not soon after i retired so i was offered a job in railways when i was 22 so i worked from the age of 22 till 2016 17 so i i played and worked for the railways at the same time so all of that and i i quit railways in 2017 when i moved to like the us right uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, uh, what, what what does a person do in the railways i'm a little confused so they will give you like a job based on what qualifications you have and um, it's they pick you to play for the railway team so railway railways has an as an organization has different teams to represent them we have volleyball team basketball team we have a cricket team so you represent the railway teams but you also get to do a little bit of office work and uh, i was an office superintendent so which means i overlook i more of an hr so i overlooked everyone who's working in the railways i had to manage their um, pension i had to manage their increments i have to manage their um, all of that man everything that a hr will do but like i said they would give you full liberty to play and very little workload so it was a 70 30 split right 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 um and it's a it's a permanent job right it it is a permanent it was a permanent job yes okay let's not okay all right um so you so you were so you worked that job until 2017 um now So at what point in time did you um so you've already mentioned that you wanted to do you wanted to take up coaching um but at what point in time did you decide that you wanted to do it in the US Like I said I represented the Indian team in 2015 I came back and played in national in 2016 and then I had an opportunity to come visit my sister who was living in Texas for like 3 months so I came here on a B1 visa which was a visitor visa so I came down here and uh, i saw how it worked and i did a couple of certifications around it so ever since i moved to a different country it was always behind then my head but then since i saw that opportunity when i came here i saw how things worked i understood the system a little more better so after that i i made a career transition yeah um right um but i mean so you saw how it worked uh, but if i'm not wrong um for i think for 3 years i think for 16 correct me if i'm wrong i don't know if it's 16 17 18 or 17 18 19 for 3 years i think you were doing volunteer experience right yes which i is, did uh, which 17, is an unpaid 17 uh, coaching, 18 and 19 right which is an unpaid coaching uh, i mean uh, uh experience or however you want to call it um yes i did work as a volunteer coach from 2017 18 and 19 like i said 
an athlete is so different than a coach so like you know i if i was an athlete and then i wanted to become a coach so it's not going to come to you naturally even though you know the sport you play the sport in only an athlete's point of view like you played the sport in a in an if it's so different to coach a sport and 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 play a sport even even if you know the sport you'll have to understand a lot more different aspects of it so i dedicated the time to just like you know do a lot of volunteer work and pick up some experience i was an assistant coach in a school and like it's just about learning the sport in a different aspect now so that requires a lot of time uh, i always say this i say that coaching is like a fine wine the more you the more years you have in it the better you're going to get at it like even if you are a really really good athlete a coach's perspective is a very very different perspective so you still have to learn a lot of things from the scratch so yep and um, no one's sitting here giving you what you want so you have to get out there and and like you know learn and it, if it was unpaid i was ready to like you know um, do what it requires to get what i want right right um i want to talk i want i want i want to talk a little bit of i mean uh, there are a few things i want to pull apart there um so obviously we will talk we will transition to uh, your current state in the us but before that um so obviously you've done pretty well i mean currently um you know you're coaching for you know stop me uh, for an ncw team um yes i coach at williams college right now it's an uh, ncw team and we play in a nescac um, conference which is one of the toughest conference in new england right um so uh, you know your experience is a unique experience i mean you've done uh, you've done pretty well uh, most would say um but what does uh, can you talk a little bit about what does a what does a person's life generally look like uh, once they have played um for nationals um uh, for a nationals team uh, do you have can you comment on that so it depends on what you really want like you know once you are a really good athlete you would get recruited in different organizations in india like you know we had the railways we have ongc we have the banks recruiting iob we have state bank indian uh, we have indian bank and then we have um, kcb kerala electricity board so we have different organization giving us like jobs because you are a good athlete so i would want to say uh, you have i don't know man if you are okay with um, if you if you pick up if you picked a sport up to like settle down and find a job then you've already in a job so you have technically gotten to where you want to get at so after playing then you will all already have a job in hand so that's what most people actually study for right like you go to school and you want to become you pick a career that you want to get into and you get a job and then you're like in the job so that's it's a different route you study and you play the sport through the sport you get recognized and then you get a job so it's pretty much like you know um it's like if you want to become an engineer you're studying towards that and uh, through sport they will if you are an engineer and you play sport then you can get into like kcb and they'll give you 
a job based on your educational qualification and you are recognized through sport right um so um when you uh, when you were doing the volunteer experience um so uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, um did you all i mean how was that experience in the sense that uh, were you sure that you know um that if you uh, would take this up um that um you know you would end up being a coach for the team um what was your thought process like um obviously it there was many- definitely not that let me tell you this no matter what no matter coaching or, or no matter playing or whatever it is you you you're not very sure of your destination right it's about your commitment your work ethic it's about what you put into it it's about how hungry you are to like go up the ladder and all of that definitely plays a role like there's no job guarantee in like doing what you do like there's no oh i'm going to be a volunteer coach then they're going to recognize what i do and then they're going to give me like an offer in a college no that's not how it works you need to like make a mark like you need to show commitment you need to you should be ready to learn not only did i become a coach but i also did like couple of other certifications that helped me understand how to develop an athlete i am a certified uh, personal trainer i am a certified uh, strength coach i did a couple of certification in nutrition um i uh, i'm a certified fiba through fiba i'm certified uh, uh i i i did so many certifications around what i want to do like how to develop an athlete and also kept going for a couple of uh, you know uh, all these um, basketball coaches clinic here so i was learning with a lot of passion and hunger to get better at what i do i want to do so i got into i got to where i am right now because i had the work ethic for it okay right. um so um so once you fin- i mean um, i want to get to the end of your uh, um i mean towards the beginning of when you start uh, coaching for uh, williams college um i mean i'm uh, details of you know how did you negotiate um how did you start approaching them um how was that experience like and uh, i mean obviously there were so many challenges you're you're uh, for them you're an outsider uh and you know they already have they will obviously have so many people that they would uh would want to consider so how did you approach uh, how was that experience like so before coaching uh before coaching at williams i did coach two seasons at dean college the, that was another ncaa college too and before that i coached at uh, uh st peter marian it's a school in uh, in the us in mass and i also did au it's uh, it's a league that you play here so there are so many different aspect that i i actually build my profile up and gained the knowledge i understood the system and um it's about like applying for the jobs in and around. it 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 is so different right now coming out of covid like a lot of people losing their jobs and we are trying to get back into reality so it is very different uh post covid and pre covid like before covid i got into the dean college and like that was my first season there and like you know i gained experience and knowledge um and then i applied for a couple of other colleges post covid and then um i did sit for a lot of interviews like you know the funny thing about uh hiring a coach um 
see if you if you want to hire an engineer or if you want to hire some someone of a different like a ca or whatever it is you in an interview they will ask you technical questions where you'll have to have answers for that questions that tells you that you know what you're talking about but to become a coach it's not they won't ask you about like you know how would you do a move how would you do this and all of that for to for a coach it's going to be more of a character question they're going to like you know ask you questions about um what do you what what will you bring to the team what is your ethics what are your values so you will be questions you'll be questioned more about your character and how would you um deal with conflict so it's it's very different uh when it comes to hiring a coach so i sat of sat for a couple of interviews i i understood what they were asking for and what they're looking for and then i went out and then like i learned a, a lot more about it so i think i got to where i am right now because i sat for a lot more interviews i like you know uh, i wanted to know what the requirement was and i then went back and then like got better at the requirement and came back and sat for more interviews and this is not new for me like i told you i was dropped out of the indian team a couple of times and once i dropped out of the team i would go back to the coach and i'm like what do you think you should get better at and he'll tell me a couple of things so i'll go back and i'll work around it for a year and then i'll come back for the next year so it's about constant learning man right so uh, i think we discussed this earlier in the in the in the, in the episode as well um so basketball is huge in the us i cannot overstate this i mean it is huge um yes so um how was your experience coaching and even ncaa i mean ncaa is also pretty huge uh in the us um um yeah so um how was that how was your experience coaching um coaching this team um how was the experience not only for you but also for them for this uh, for the athletes um, um it is yeah i think i kind of understand understood your questions one it was a very very different uh, experience for me because it, i am not used to the system here i am not used to a lot of terms i'm not used to a lot of rules i'm not used to a, the cultural differences uh, huge so uh, all of that itself like took a lot of time for me to understand and and like you know work around with but i think being a woman of color coming to a different country you bring a lot more with you you bring like you know you're so versatile and also you are you just understand different cultures so when when that happens i think uh, the kids are also excited to like you know deal with what you bring to the table it's not the usual approach that they are used to it's it's different the way i talk the way i i i, I teach uh, the things i teach because it's it's different so i think uh, everyone embraced what i had to bring to the table and i think they are equally excited as i am to learn from me because like i said it's a different approach and it's definitely different than what they are used to so it it's been going well so far um right i had actually seen one of your uh, i actually i had actually seen one of your video um uh, from i think uh, i'm i'm sorry if i'm mis- uh, mispronouncing your name i think it was veena who interviewed you um so 
I, I don't want to overlap any questions which she has already asked. So if anybody's interested, please do check out her video as well. Um, but um, I think there's one question which I would like to repeat um, is on the on the on the major differences. Uh, is there is there something that you find? Uh, I mean, you have been in an athlete position yourself. Um, uh, is there something is there something very different that you find in in the US? uh with the kids at that age which which you uh f- found very odd uh looking back when you were young i'm sorry if everything man no everything actually so um like i said we don't train the right way like we don't like i mean now it's definitely gotten so much better than when i started so when i started we used to do something called the stationary like the the stretching where you sit down and like you hold a stretch for 30 seconds technically you're not supposed to hold a stretch for 30 seconds before a, a a game like you know when every time you stretch you're telling your body to relax so you won't be able to get the best out of your body when you stretch before a game you're supposed to do a dynamic warm up before a game so through my life i've only stretched before a game which means that my performance has not spiked but declined so like the the science behind it has it, it is so different once you understand how to train right you're already like you know tenfolds better than what like you are so just that i think when i was young i didn't know the right way to train and uh, educating myself with training the right way has definitely taught me and showed me the difference on on like not just me but then like when i look around i think they the kids nowadays get the right guidance so back mm-hmm. then i don't think i had the right guidance even though i came from like a family filled with basketball players i was taught skilled but i didn't know uh, everything around being an athlete like you know you this is how you stretch and how important is is your lift sessions how important is like uh post season workouts and pre season like you know there's off season uh, training weight weight room uh, you lift so all of that is uh, i we didn't have the awareness to it while i was growing up and i see that kids nowadays they are filled with all that information younger kids have like a very very different training approach and like you know the wear and, t- and also uh, one kid would play three different sport here so the wear and tear of the muscle is so different um so playing multiple pl- sport will make you a, a very well rounded athlete so all of that aspect is is so different here and it is not only is it different but also it is accessible to all the young kids now Right. Uh, I want to ask you a general question actually. So, um, how different is a kid's life uh, in the US as opposed to as in India? How different? Uh, I mean, so you've been coaching a lot of uh, you know students. Uh, how different is a is a kid's life, a student's life in in the US as opposed to how, you know looking back in your life? I mean, which is not very far away. I mean, you graduated in twenty ten. Um, so. Do you do you have any notice? Um, I think kids understand work life balance a lot more than we do right now because I think <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just having all that access to different things. If you are not very sure of what you want to 
do then it's easy for you to get distracted so i mean okay. everyone has a different approach to what they do so i think it is very different like with and also one that and two they have information in fingertips like right now if i wanted to learn a move when i would have to wait like till nba goes on in the night and then look watch a game like a, a lakers game when i used to like watch nba back then i used to like you know wait till the game comes out and then like you know we didn't have access to the information that they have access to right now so right now if you want to like say i want to like work on like a particular move that kobe did you just have to just put it up on your phone and uh, you'll have so much information for it and they have access to that and we didn't and that way i think it is a lot more advanced right now right i want to close with a few uh, general questions um so um how far do you think how far do you think the indian um um uh, women's but also men's uh, basketball team is um to achieve anything significant in the world stage um yeah can you can you say that again sorry i mean um how far i mean you've seen um the state of basketball in the us uh i'm curious as to uh, and you've also lived through the system uh in in india um so i'm curious how far do you think or are we are we already there uh, or how far do you think we are uh, to achieve uh, um you know? we do have talents and we do have like you know a lot of things back in india it's not like we are not talented we have like a lot of talent i think it's just we need to have better infrastructure right now and i think with better infrastructure i think we will definitely get better uh i think in that's the huge aspect that i see right now because basketball being an indoor sport it is supposed to be played in like on on wooden floors and not on concrete floors and i don't think we have access to a lot of indoor like wooden floors back in india we do have couple but not as much as many so i hardly see kids playing outdoor here so like i said if you want to dunk you have to have a very good explosive jump and you can take off in a very different way when you're playing on a wooden floor because it has a cushion it helps you bounce but on a concrete floor it's all you so like the lifespan of an athlete would go down because of the lack of in- infrastructure so i think once we start investing a lot more on the infrastructure i think we would be able to see development faster right um so uh what do you do in your personal time when you're not coaching <laughs> i do a lot of things um i i'm i love to draw i kind of like doodle a lot i i'm i'm a i'm a low key artist i listen to music i i do a lot of lifestyle things like you know i so i kind of like balance things out like i like fashion so i kind of like put up posts regarding like what i wear in a day and like you know what is a coach outfit for the day so not only kids look up to me for basketball but they i feel like a lot of people look up to me in very very different like aspects too so i i i kind of pay attention to everything that i do right now being it big or small like of how i carry myself what i say what i wear and all of that like you know and that requires a lot of time right Um, do you have a favorite uh, 
NCAA coach. If I'm not wrong, Bob, Bob Wooden, is it? I don't know. Bob Wooden. Okay. Uh, mine would be Gino. He is the UConn women's basketball coach. Oh, okay. Uh, my knowledge yeah. in basketball is very limited, so I may not know him. Don't okay. worry about it. You're fine. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, on that note, uh, Apurva, thank you so much for taking the time. Um. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I had fun talking to you today, and um, it was great. Like you know, sharing my experience and spitting out knowledge of what I have is definitely something I always enjoy. And um, if this is to help anyone out there, I would be super happy and glad that I did my part.